VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, uh. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Uh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. We have a full host tonight. Kevin here joined by LJ Pops, Uncle Tony. What's going on, What's fellas? What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Some are calling it the Fantastic Four. Some just call them the Just Plus Play Boys. Whatever it is, <laughs> your boys are here. Uh, last we spoke, uh, it looked like, we, you know, the, the, the Cowboy fans in the group were like, well, this season, they're stupid. They can't beat good teams. And now all of a sudden, something happened. I don't know what between the refs and the Eagles suck and the Cowboys now look like they're going to get to play in their lovely home stadium up until the NFC Championship. We'll get into a ton of NFL talk in a minute. First, most recently, college football playoffs wrapped up. We had Michigan beating Alabama to advance to the championship. And then Washington, UW beating Texas to move on. Pops, you get a chance to watch it. How much that was that game was on. New Year's Day, correct? New Year's, yeah, Day, New Year's Day, right? Yeah, yeah. I did you get a it. chance to watch? I did. I did. I watched, uh, you know, on and off between napping <laughs> some yeah. on the first game. Uh, the second game, I watched most of it. And I will say, in my mind, it was two upsets. I mean, I, I know what the lines were and, and what have you, but I really expected Alabama and Texas uh, to win, respectively. And uh, uh, Michigan, you know, that was a close game, uh, Michigan. That that last play by Alabama, we could debate that. That little run into the line was ugly. I think it was because of a low snap. But uh, on the other side, Washington, Washington was the better team all night long. And and I'm that uh, uh, Penix, Michael Penix, Penix, Penix uh, Jr. I'm pretty impressed with that guy. Yeah, um, a lot of people talk about Broncos shooting for him. Uh, he's going to play on Sundays for sure, uh, in my opinion. So, so I, I'm really excited to see Washington and Michigan play two teams uh, that have never been in the uh, finals since we've done this type of format. Yep. And I think I also read it was the first final without an SEC team since 2015. So that's not surprising. That's, <laughs> that's wild. This is the first time, time in Nick Saban's Alabama tenure that he's gone three years without winning a national championship. Jeez, I mean, wow. there's so many, there's so many stupid Nick Saban stats. You're like, God, they've been so good mm-hmm. for, since he's been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, I mean, I get, I think the reason some people thought Alabama were, was the favorite just cause it's ba- like, you look at it, you just always trust at least the last, in the last 15 years, Michigan blows big games and Alabama just all the, like we just talked about with Nick Saban, they just win these type of games. I thought Michigan was a better team, and for the most of the game, I thought they were the better team. Alabama was only in it at one point, I thought, because special teams, Michigan just kept doing stupid stuff. And then at the end, yeah, I thought that last play with Milrow, Alabama had a real shot, and between a bad snap and he wasn't able to run it back, I thought that was probably what led to that one. And that Washington, Texas, Tony, I felt confident Texas was going to beat Washington because I thought they can score with them, which they scored a lot with them. 
But I thought they Washington wouldn't able be able to score like they <clears throat> typically do. Because I thought Texas front seven would be too much. But it kind of felt like less of Texas choked and more of they just ran into a butt. The way when Penix plays like that, I thought it was a guy who almost won the Heisman played his best college game. And those receivers are NFL receivers. Yeah, they're good. Good receivers. That left tackle is a first-round left tackle. I, that offense was humming, and that was going to be hard for any team to stop them, Tony. What, I mean, is that what you thought? or what? Yeah, I I got to watch most of that Washington-Texas game, and um, uh, I was definitely rooting for the Huskies. Uh, is but, that um, more of an anti-Texas thing? Or oh, you know, abso- okay. absolutely. Sorry, Prestige. Yeah, I, I just don't like them. Uh, don't like anything about. There's only two, three things I like about Austin, Texas. And um, but we uh, but the thing about Washington. So Penix threw for four thirty, four thirty five, something like that. Uh, something I, like that. Heard, I thought it was like four twenty. It is four thirty, four thirty, four thirty on the dot. okay. But the better stat is twenty nine of thirty five. 29-38. Very clean. I don't know if he touched the ground very many times. No, either. and so that's the difference. They protected their quarterback, and he was able to move and make plays, and, and they just found something that worked. And the speed, I thought Washington was the faster team, uh, and I think that's what caught Texas off guard is in the defensive secondary, I thought Washington was a faster team. And so they kept going, and I thought it was stupid, especially on the last drive. They kept leaving their guys man-to-man on the Texas receivers, and Texas was spreading out, and they they weren't playing soft. But, man, you got to hand it to them. Although they just about lost it, but they're Washington about did everything they could at the end there. It looked everything like Mike McCarthy could. all of a sudden became well, a that guy, coach. When yeah. the guy got injured, you know, I hate he got injured, but that was like, boy, if you can limp off the field, let the clock run. He stopped the yeah. clock. The, oh, that was oh, they yeah. almost but, gave it away. Yeah, almost. But they did have they had enough speed to cover that. And I thought that was the difference. And it's interesting. Uh, does anybody else, when they watch Michael Penix, I mean, he does look interest, like look good. Some of the throws he's making, but what, does it ever look like he has a bad, like his release is funny, or is that just me? Hmm. I, I thought it was re- releases fast, though, isn't it? I mean, it's you know, like, like a Philip Rivers kinda, release. I just thought it was odd, but then I saw it. Somebody on Twitter, like they, I guess you can mirror it because he's left-handed. And they're like, if you, it's just because we're not used to left hand. Like all of a sudden, they put it as a right hand. I was like, oh, that just looks like a number one overall quarterback. I mean, he just looked awesome because he was tearing Texas defense apart, and he, they couldn't figure out anything to do with him. He was beating them over the top. He was beating them in the short stuff. He's just beating them everywhere. And I think now people are talking. I still think the top of the draft is Caleb Williams and and Drake May, but Penix is moving up boards, especially if he does it again to Michigan. I, I mean, LJ, I think you said you heard some people talk Bronco talk about him. I heard some people say, could the could the Vikings maybe go for him, pair him up with Jefferson and Addison? I mean, that would be interesting. Ooh. He, I think he's making first-round money now. He, I think he I solidified himself in the first. And I, So, Tony, who do, you, who do you like in the national championship? Washington. Washington? I, is that and I, the rooting or you just think? No, I, I think it's Washington, and, and here's why. So, uh, Michigan – was able to put pressure on Alabama. How many sacks? Five? Something like that? A lot. Yeah, five yeah, in the first half, so they might end yeah. up with more. They are, they are not going to be able to sack Penix. I think he moves in the pocket well enough. They've got enough plays. Yeah, there. he's and not Milrow, super athletic. I mean, Milrow can move, right? Yeah, but Penix, I think, and where Tony's hitting it, he might not be as athletic as Milrow, but he just moves in the pocket well. The pocket. Yeah. Like the little, like he three can. steps up, three steps to the left. Like it's just the – He's going to be able to check down. I don't think Milrow was ready for that. I, it, he's just not there. And it's no offense to him, right? I, I want to badmouth the quarterback because he's a quarter, Alabama quarterback. 
uh, he'll play for New England someday. So, uh, <laughs> but he, um, but he just, he's not ready. He was put into action before he should have been. And uh, I think Penix is ready for that. And and so I think that's it. Now, hey, last thing I'll say here though, Michigan uh, slobber knocked Alabama on the offensive line. That does not happen very they often. They just, when that's what Michigan's been losing these games because they try to just, we play big boy football and it's worked. And some of the Big Ten stuff, then the SEC team can do better. It's just hard to big boy football, Alabama and Georgia. And they kind of did. They they just were like, we're going to keep handing the ball to Blake, uh, Blake Corum, I think his name, and we're just going to keep hitting you in the mouth over and over again. And they just were leaning on him, leaning on him. And then they broke him at the end. And I, I'm very, it's going to be a clash of styles. And it's going to be, I think Washington's like, let's see if they can, if we can get this into a shootout, Washington's going to like their chances. If it ends up being a low scoring game. Michigan likes their chance because that's what they do. They like to lean on you. So it'll be a fun one. Did you, Pops, did you not like, I was wondering how you, if you would have any comment on the timing of the games. It felt like that Texas one, Texas Washington ended up being a, a late go for a Monday night. It was because I think at 745, I think is the, the start time. I, I remember telling Tammy, this, this is going to be a late game. And then it seemed to go pretty slow. I mean, it just seemed yeah. like there were a lot well, of Well, because like we talked about, Washington did everything they could do to, let Texas have a chance at the end of the game. Oh, they really did. I mean, and I'm I'm up by myself watching Tammy's wave in bed. <laughs> I'm like, please get this thing over, you know. Well, so I, I was reading the reason for this because they had all day. They could have started yeah. that the first game earlier, but the Rose Bowl like has a clause that they because they they're going to get that sunset around the third quarter. They're going to get a beautiful sunset shot over the stadium and. No, I'm not going to act like that's a bad shot. The Rose Bowl is beautiful, and when they get that little sunset shot, it looks good. But the Rose Bowl has a clause where that game starts no earlier than this specific time, so they had to push back mm. when the second one started. And it was kind of goofy, but I, I think that's that. what pushed it back and uh, made for a good final. We're, I'm excited to see the uh, the championship. Let's go to some NFL talk. Um I, we we got to – well, we'll push. We, I, I do want to get some Russell Wilson reactions, yeah. but we'll do that a little later because I want to kind of go through some of the games like what we just saw. Um, do we want to start – Well, wait, before we do it, just check. LJ, you all right? You all right over there? I just want to sure. He said Russell Wilson. I, you didn't fall out or anything. You still with Look, us? We, we, we won this week, so I had to be on. Uh, I didn't want to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is so is the game to start with? Oh, actually, no. I want to start with this. I, I, so the Ravens, as Tony, I think, has called for a lot of the year, and I don't think anyone's pushed back that they're not good. But I think Tony was the first to be like, they're just my favorite in the AFC. I, I really think they're head and shoulders. I think now it's hard to argue anyone's on the same yeah. caliber as them. Maybe in the NFL, but for sure the AFC. My question pops right now. If I had to put it like, make you make a bet on one other team other than the Ravens in the AFC. To win the win that conference, who would it be? I'm going to go with uh, what is it, number 15 at Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, if, if I but have it's to not pick. because you've seen so. I mean, you're no. just you're kind of just going. Maybe they figured out, and it's Patrick yeah. Mahomes and Andy. It's Rudy, Patrick right? Mahomes. That, that'd be the only other guy they're, they're in the AFC. Yeah, I, I think it's the Ravens clearly. And you're right, Tony's been saying that for many weeks now. Tony, if you had to choose one other team, is it pro, is it Chiefs too, or is just if, if I'm telling you, you have to choose someone other than the Ravens to put like a bet in the futures bet to win the AFC. Oh. Miami. 
Oh, honorable mention to maybe, Buffalo. but after I just watched, yeah, well, honorable mention to Buffalo. Yeah, and that was that's, Buffalo feels likely to be fighting from either a second seed or a seventh seed. We really don't know where they're going to be. Sitting. Buffalo's in this weirdest thing. They could miss the playoffs, or they could be the second seed and play home all the way up until the the champion, yeah. that, which is crazy to me. That's. <laughs> Which yeah. I think that kind of goes to show, though, your point or, 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 or uh, maybe kind of Tony's point. I don't my point, maybe uh, <laughs> that uh, Baltimore is heads and shoulders above. But then there's like real tight parity in the next 10 teams. And so if, yeah. if something happens to Baltimore, any one of them could do it. Um, but Baltimore is the class of the conference for sure. And maybe I'm off the Dolphins because the last thing we saw from them was just getting stomped out by the Ravens. And uh, Tony, that losing. They've so the injury got uh, was it Jalen Phillips the other pass rusher they lost a few weeks ago yeah to a torn Achilles and then Bradley Chubb and the game that was it was like a thirty point game in the fourth quarter and their defensive end tears his ACL and that just injuries yeah. are starting to pile up so for him a I'm not aware so did Chubb tear the tear his ACL okay so I want to change yep. to Buffalo and so yeah. um, so that was the difference maker right now I, Miami may still win because. It, it, the thing that's changed for Buffalo since the middle of the years, first they fired Dorsey, but they're running the football. And we have said for two or three years, dude, yep. if Buffalo could ever figure out how to run the football, they'd be and not good. just with Josh. Yeah. yeah. If, it, yeah. It's if, if you can win without Stefan Diggs and they've won without Stefan Diggs, basically for the last four weeks. I was about to say, for yeah, a week, like a month. And so congratulations. Everybody had him in fantasy football, but um, you know, you know, he, I mean, they're a much more complete football team now since they're running the football offensively. Defensively, I think they've, they've played a lot more aggressive, and if they can play aggressive, I think they're fine. Baltimore is a terrible matchup for them because Lamar Jackson is just set to to burn anybody who's playing aggressively on defense. So I think that's just a bad matchup, and that's why I'd say Miami, even though there wasn't the result this weekend, uh, Miami is the one I think that could give Baltimore trouble because they can run the football and they 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 play more passively on defense. So, but I still think I, uh, I Buffalo since Chubb is out. Even but even Buffalo, I mean, watching some of that Patriots Bills game, there's a part in the third quarter where I'm like, the Patriots might end up winning this game, and they're I mean, the Patriots stink. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're just as LJ said. Maybe they're just bad at football. Um, <laughs> uh, moving over. Oh, the other, the team we didn't mention, and I kind of just want to know: Do y'all think there is there a world at all where this team wins the AFC? Could Flacco and the Browns win the AFC? Is there a chance in the world? <laughs> they could. Yeah, there's I mean, a chance right now. Are they the two seed right now? If they win, would they be the two seed in the AFC? They're well, it depends the, on a lot of factors. Uh, right now, I've okay, got just my two. predictions in, and it would have them at a fifth seed. Yeah, fifth. So here's an IT. Here's something for the IT lookup. So I, out of the last ten years, how many times well, they has can't it, be a two seed because they lost the division to Baltimore? Right. Sorry, go ahead. They'd be five. Oh, right. So I think they'll be the five. Um, Unless something crazy. It'll be an 11-win-5 team with all yeah. these 9- and 10-win teams. Of the last 10 years, I'm wondering how many wild cards have been in the um, in the AFC, been the AFC champion. I think it's been several. I know Cincinnati's done it once or twice. I know Kansas City's gone. They've, they've won the West now for 27 years in a row. So – um, but, uh, uh, but I, I, I'm wondering if, if how many, and, and normally that's what surprises you is a wild card gets hot and sure Cleveland, other than Baltimore, best defense 
in the in the playoffs right now, and, and that includes Dallas. Um, they are the best defensive overall defensive ball club in the playoffs, other than Baltimore, and um, uh, that can take you a long ways. And I don't know if he can. I mean, he's done it once in his career. It was like a decade ago. But if Joe Flacco can go four straight games, <clears throat> keep. I mean, right? He's playing at a high level right now. I, I'm stunned every week. I keep going. Okay, well, yeah, next week Joe Flacco will turn back into a pumpkin, and he doesn't. He might throw one ill-advised throw a game, but he he's done that his whole career. He did that on his way to the Super Bowl, and half the time he was just getting pass interferences when he would make those ill-advised throws. But they're interesting to me. Yeah, and here's another IT thing. I, I'm interested to see how many times has Flacco been sacked in the last three weeks. He is standing upright in the pocket. <laughs> Just call him. IT's like, I deserve a just raise. Call him, just call him Mr. Viagra. <laughs> your pay, IT. He is standing tall all by himself. Eight times in the last three Eight weeks. Eight times so in the last three weeks? The, I thought it was yeah. less than my bad. So um, maybe he's uh, Mr. Cialis. Well, that he, might, that's. He, let me actually. That's for the year. That's I for just the year. Figure he's, well, he's got five games. That, he has only five games. Okay. So, so let me look. Watch the game. So he's he's been getting time to throw. And if you leave him alone, he'll be fine. It's very much like, like Brady. I think they're interesting. They're interesting, but five times yeah. down to so five, down drive. to five. And then that it's, it's one last five. week, zero the week before. It was four against the Bears in week fifteen. So he has been getting time lately. For keep sure. him, keep him clean. But that's the thing: if you can get pressure, Joe Flacco moves worse than I do. I mean, he might move as <laughs> he might move as well as Pops does. You know? I mean, he's, he's not nobody. He's not fleet right now. He's not moving. Nobody's moving. Why did I get pulled? Uh, yeah, that was shots got fired there. Wow. So I think actually, in my I've, own business. I've seen you. I've seen you at a Spring Lake Park. I think you move better than I, Flacco, yeah. Actually, you, right you now. put Pops but, in a pocket. He's gonna he's gonna move really well. well he he well, should also, he should put his ass on somebody and back up. You're you know? damn right. He knows where to <laughs> he knows where to throw the jump, man. He's gonna he's gonna be <laughs> maybe. Upright. You know what? Don't you worry about I it. I bet we could increase Flacco's speed a little bit. He just needs to put some rage against the machines between his. That's it. That's it. You think they can play that through the coach communication just for those 15 seconds? <laughs> Rally um, around the family. <laughs> so let's let's get to uh, the the penalty gate or whatever we want to call it. The Saturday night game, the Lions Cowboys. Which a quick aside, uh, we talked about this the other day, or a couple podcasts ago. I think it was maybe on a point spread, but another, one of those games were like. In my head, I'm thinking you can't put the over high enough in this Lions Cowboys game. The Cowboys score 40 points enough. a game at home. The Lions have been giving up points left and right. The Cowboys defense is a little iffy at some times. But no, we're down 2019. Anyone who bet the over is probably yelling at that stupid that roll that City Lamb got a touchback on one of those one of those plays. But the game was an exciting one, but then it ended with a little bit of drama <clears throat> where apparently the Lions tried to tell the ref who was the eligible receiver. The ref screwed it up, and the man that caught a touchdown was deemed ineligible. Lions then Dan Campbell was just like I don't give a damn. I'm still going for two. Went for two at the seven yard line. And then to, I heard on uh, on Wednesday he did a radio with like a local, maybe it was Tuesday, he did a radio with a local Lions thing. And he basically called him out and was just like, uh, What are you trying to say? I'll do it every time. I'll go for it again. If you want, if you got a problem with it, you can just tell me. Tell me. I don't care. <laughs> and they said, I just don't think it was the right call. And he goes, Thank you. And that was it. <laughs> I mean, it was. Well, so um, so uh, just to explain it, because I didn't get to see it. So this is just going off of maybe some stuff I've read. But there were two potentially ineligible receivers, and they both claimed to be eligible to the ref. And then the ref only gave the, one of them credit. Is that what happened? 
the Lions do this a lot. They they like to bring in an extra tackle sometimes. And like Penny Sewell will a lot of times be the eligible receiver. He's caught multiple passes, and especially on big plays. And they did it again, and they had multiple players kind of run over to the ref. But one player, I believe, did 68, who ended up catching the touchdown. I can't think of his name now on the top of my head. Shepherd, but he did the Tyler thing Shepherd or whatever. Or something. something. He he did the the sign to the ref saying, I would I am the eligible receiver. But then the ref gets over the mic and says, seven, number 70 is reported as eligible. So, I mean. That, so, so whose responsibility defense, is that if that gets miscommunicated? Uh, the players. It's the players That's to the players. say, I heard, well, so, I heard the wrong thing. Maybe, but the line. So then there's there's more. So the the Bron- the Cowboys say Jordan Lewis says they've been practicing this because they know the Lions do it. So they just were listening for the ref, and when they heard the ref say seventy, they let which this could go. just be bu- this could just be bullshit. Him just saying something so it doesn't look like the refs won the game for him. But he was like, once we heard seventy is eligible, we let sixty eight go because we know he's not the eligible receiver. There's no way to tell if he actually knew that or not, but I mean, it I, sounds I, I would buy way. that for sure. I mean, I'd buy, right. I buy. I would buy that the Lions seem to have gotten screwed, but but then LJ, then Dan Campbell says he knew they were trying to pull a little chicanery, and he went to the ref before the game and said, "By the way, in a crucial fourth down or conversion, there's a good chance." We run multiple players over to you to fool the defense, but one guy is going to give you the symbol. So pay attention. And the ref, the ref missed that call, but the lines did make it tough on them to do because they were trying to fool the. They were trying to be too too slick, and it fooled everybody, including the refs. So it, it's I I don't know, Tony. Did they get too cute, or did the refs just screw it up? I mean, I don't. I, the refs just screwed it up, and I, the refs screwed yeah, it up. And so. Look, unless that guy went out there with a t a t shirt that said "I'm was stupid" and had it the arrow pointing back to the other guy because he's the one that reported, that's they both went up. The ref said "eligible," and just because Dan Skipper, all six foot seven of them, is standing there next to number sixty eight, and the guy says, "Well, this guy's got to be the one eligible. This short guy's not going to be the one." That is not the player's fault. And he, and 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 Kevin, it's interesting you say that that they said number seventy is eligible. If anything, Dan Campbell at that point is the one at fault because call a timeout, call a timeout or yeah. throw a red flag, do That's something fair. to say, hey, you mm-hmm. called the mm-hmm. wrong person eligible. Of course, at that point, Dallas is like, oh shit, he's going to do something with the eligible guy, and now he's got to do something different. But he or even anybody, Jared, anybody should go. Well, shit, they yeah, but no, an assistant coach because now like yeah. just the because the, even the though they tried coach needs to be paying attention, somebody's got to catch that. Well. I think what Tony's saying at that point, once the ref says 70, that just made 68 ineligible. So this play is now going to be penalized no matter what. Even if you drew it up correctly, the ref called out the other number. The ref made a mistake. So someone goes. But even if the ref made the mistake, you've got to find a way to solve it, right? Yeah, but then Detroit made the mistake after that. It's just because this is like this feels like a reasonable mistake to me. Let me hear what Pops has to say. I I I disagree with Tony. I don't think it's the ref's fault. I think if you notice they they wanted confusion. There's no question right. about they purposely. that. Purposely, you can see and, the replay of multiple. And just guys briefly coming. too, you see where did the referee go and say that the tackle is eligible? He went to the right side of the offense, left side of the defensive line, and said and and told them he was eligible. But the but my point is is number seventy. If he came in and reported eligible, which I believe he did. He then lined up in an ineligible position. Ooh. He was covered. 
and was therefore not eligible. And if you report as eligible, let me read it because I want to make sure if you report as an eligible receiver, then uh, are, and, and then you are covered by another player that will result in an illegal formation. Just to be clear so in, for the for the layman, being covered means having means somebody there who's is got a person on the line of scrimmage outside of you. The end person on the line of scrimmage is an eligible receiver, and the tackle is so rarely that that they ask him to report that he is eligible. So if you he had two be tight end ends guy. on the strong side, only one of them can be eligible? Is that is that the way yes, that this reads? Yes, unless correct? one's in a slot back position or in the backfield. Gotcha. That is correct. And That's so why if you look, line have seven. number 70 is covered. And I think D- Detroit obviously was trying to cause confusion. I think they got a little too cute. I do think they got too cute. And I do think that it is uh, the fact that he lined up. He report 70 did report as eligible. That is a fact. Yeah. And then he lined up in an ineligible position. That would have been an illegal formation in and of itself right there. Okay. So allow me to retort. If yeah. that's the case, For if that's the case, then the call should have been illegal formation. Number I 70 agree, reported as eligible and then was covered up. That's what the ref should have said. That's not what the ref said. That's not the penalty they gave him. Because he he did not know that number 68 had reported as eligible. And I still, from what I saw in the video that the NFL put out in reference to this, it is the player's responsibility to make sure that that communication is made. So then if I were the ref, and so here's what I, if I were the ref, I'd walk over to Dan Campbell and I'd say, Dan, which do you want me to call? 68, an ineligible receiver, or 70 in an illegal formation? Go over there, sit down, and shut the fuck up. We're going to play the game and decide <laughs> if you're going to kick the extra point or be stupid and try to get well, a seven yard. And that's the, and that's the, the even further. Or go ahead, pops. What were we going to say? Well, I was just thinking. I think I understood why he went for two. I think because really he, them winning didn't do that much for Detroit, yeah. did it? Nah, it kept so, in the what would have on Saturday night they didn't right. know. So on Saturday night, they if they know. win and San Francisco loses, they would have been the one seed. I just thought Dan Campbell was wanting to get the game over with, and I thought he had a good shot of hitting the two. So I kind of understood the going for two to not go into overtime yeah. and you know more opportunity to oh, get yeah. some injured. Blah blah blah. I'm with you there. I was I was just kind of joking. The two call is fine. I'm fine with the two call when you're in that situation with that less tough. Well, but yeah. I think what's what. So it doesn't work, whatever. And you can be mad at the rest. I don't care who you're mad at. It. Do you really want to go for two still now that you're down at the seven instead of a field goal? Like, I, I don't know. I think, at, and but maybe Dan Campbell has just told them, I don't give a bleep. If we're down seven, we go for two. What? We get in the know If they got another penalty, would he have backed up again from the seven? Like if they got a holding on that next one, was he going to go, fuck it, we still going for it at the 17. We don't care. I don't know. I I, I think he was just mad about the ref. So he's like, we're still. I mean, I do think it. a side yeah, benefit. Hold my beer and watch this. A side benefit <laughs> of this is they got to win or lose. They got to have a chip on their shoulder going into the playoffs. Um, So yeah. that's going to fire yeah. up a football team. No doubt. But my question is, that why does why is it not the defense's responsibility to just notice who should be an eligible receiver? Like that feels. Why does the ref need to announce it if it's position? Because because you're, you're changing up. You're changing up what because it's a number, number thing. thing. Usually those numbers are not eligible to catch a ball. Fifty through seventy, and so you're you're. Yeah. But 50. only if they're lined up in a position that they're allowed to catch a ball, are they then allowed to catch a ball? Right. It. Yeah. 
Yes, but they the, the rule has always been they have to report yeah. as eligible. I know, to, it just feels like that's the coddling defense. the defenses like we think they're idiots. Not to say not to say that I mean obviously well, the offense, the, there's a ton of penalties that help the defense yeah, the, out, right? The offense gets a lot of advantages, no doubt. But this that that feels very silly to me that like we're not expecting the defense to pay attention to what the other team's doing and guard the right people. Like that that seems absurd to me. And what th- but then there's another thing that is overshadowed by that call, the possession before it where Mike McCarthy did his Mike McCarthy best, which I think later D- Dak Prescott said it was his call, not McCarthy's. But the game's virtually like they got the game pretty good wraps. And on second down, we throw like a Hail Mary to Brandon Cooks. And it's like, what are we doing? We need to the clock to run, make them burn timeouts. And we're taking bombs on second down. Later, Dak Prescott said that he made that call at a hot read at the line of scrimmage, whatever. But there was also a play where they called tripping on the Cowboys where Pollard got a first down, which would have effectively let them kneel out the rest of the clock. But then if you watch the replay, it was not the left tackle that tripped. It was Aiden Hutchinson. So they just screwed up and called it on the Lions got tripped someone, not the Cowboys. So the ref screwed up for both teams. It basically, long story short, like we say after all these games, it's never one singular play right. that causes a team to win or lose. It's usually more that the play two hottest the offenses end. in the NFL score 20 or less points. And it comes down to one play <laughs> now. And, and that overshadows what was maybe the best game by a Cowboys receiver <laughs> in the history. Yeah. And the Cowboys have a lot of good receivers in their history. Yeah. I mean, let's take just a slip, a little moment to go. Is CD lamb now in that category with the uh, Jamar chases, Tyree kills, Justin Jefferson, like is that is CD Lamb in that top one A? He's looked insane from Tony? Thanksgiving to today. There's no yeah. doubt about he it. He broke the Cowboys record for receiving yards in a season, and you would typically go, "Yeah, well, they added another game to the the regular season." But he's already broke yeah. it. He broke it before the extra game. So, and the Cowboys, like we just mentioned, had Michael Irvin, had Pearson. They've had a lot. They've had some some receivers in their time. How how good is he, Tony? How good is he? Uh, he's, he's there. I mean, he's in that top five. We've talked all year. The the, the top <clears throat> wide receiver uh, class is expanding. I, you can't talk about any of those others without talking about C.D. Lamb in the same in the same breath. And so, um, and I think he's proven it this year, not only for the performance, but staying healthy. And when you're staying healthy like that and being able to play all those games, it lets you get those amount of scores. But that shows that he's dedicated in the offseason. He was ready. He was ready for this season. And and when you're ready, and and as Lifford said, what is the best kind of ability? Availability. <laughs> availability. Well, Harmon Edwards says that, but availability. availability. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's been there. And so I think he stepped up to the occasion, uh, prepared himself for the offseason and put him there. So, yeah, I, I, I think he's there, no doubt. He, maybe of all those guys you talked about, best route runner. Maybe other than Devontae Smith, and he's not the, he's physically not there, but Devontae Adams, you mean? not Adams is good too. But Devontae Smith runs a oh, Smith because yeah, a he's real a good, good route yeah. runner. But all those other guys are just physically better than the cornerback. Ceedee Lamb is a great route runner. Well, and did, like did Tony likes with, to say, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, like Tony likes to say about getting your best guy of the ball, CD had 17 targets. I mean, yeah. If 88's good, we're just going to keep throwing it to 88. But go ahead, pops. Didn't he come out with Jerry Judy and Ruggs and uh, I think he was in that draft class. And I think I think there was a lot of I want to say maybe Jerry Judy went before him. Yeah, Um, Um, they were close. They were close. close. I remember thinking I wish C.D. Lamb would have fallen to us. 
But I might have been wrong. He was, I, I think I thought he was Judy taken was the 17th receiver, overall. He was the third wide receiver selected behind Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. So I'm dead wrong. Yeah. yeah. So so Pops is is he's well, a smart man. Well, Rugg, Ruggs was a little bit of a surprise. I think it was Judy and CeeDee Lamb were the two that, that most were talking yeah. about. And Ruggs got taken by, uh, uh, well, Las Vegas, now the Raiders. Well, taken by the Las know. Vegas Police Department. <laughs> well, and, and, yeah, what a and, dumbass he is. But uh, And Pops... CD is, as Tony said, has been able to stay healthy and looks physically there. And you've mentioned how he looks physically different this year, haven't you? I think he looks. At least, I don't know if you've done on the pod, but. Yeah, well, I just know, you know, when he came into the league, he was slim. Now, you, you, it's interesting you would have mentioned uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, I don't know if he was quite that lean, but he was along those lines in my in my recollection. He was a very lean, uh, thin kind of receiver. And he, he looks like a. A beast right now. Yeah. I mean, he, he, well, he, he looks like he can sustain a 13 know. catch game. Well, you yeah. see, after the game, the NFL did put a letter in his locker that they'd like to test him for performance enhancing oh, drugs. Oh, the NFL is so, they are do you this. And it's like, yep, that really he had a letter well, in his locker. I will say that I think out of the, you know, how many players are in the NFL, like something like a, a few hundred. And every now and then it happens to line up with a really great performance. Uh, and so it seems like it does it more often than what was the last time we said should, that if it was just convenient. I think Khalil Mack had it after his five sack game earlier this year. So earlier this year. So we had let two or three of those maybe happen this year. Yeah. It just feels out of hundreds of players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you might uh, look, if I want to shit on Roger Goodell, you're right. You're right. You're right. right, My bad. I forgot who the villain was. (laughs) I was about to say, I thought LJ would be the last person that would stop me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dunking on Roger. You're dead on. So pops, the all no fun league because the Eagles are just in a tailspin. The Cowboys now, and Lord forgive, they, they do something stupid. If As long as they beat the Commanders, who should have every want to lose that game, because right now they have the second overall pick, and it's in their, they control their own destiny, so they should want to tank. So the Cowboys win. They would now get to play at home where they have the longest active winning streak. I think it's up to 14 games in a row, up until the a- NFC Championship, unless – Four Niners lose. The four Niners lose. They get to be at home all throughout the NFC playoffs. Do you think that now lets you say they are legit Super Bowl contenders, or you're still like, ah, it's just hard to hard to say they are in that class? I mean, Kevin, I want to say, but I'm looking. So if if they do get that right, their first round uh, playoff game is going to be against the Rams, who scare the shit out of me against uh, the Cowboys. Uh, or I think it's maybe the Packers, I think, would be the other one. So uh, I'm not too worried yeah. about Minnesota. And if they lose, they, they get to play up, the Buccaneers. They, they, ought, they ought to get to round two, I think. But I will say the Rams really scare me because the Rams just really scare me. But if the Cowboys can't well, beat them, then they, they, you're right. They don't deserve to be there. So Yeah. Um, uh, so, Tony, what – what the hell with the Eagles? I mean, I think it yeah, was 30, 30 something days ago, they were 10 and one. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was like the heavy favorite to win MVP. And since they've gone one and five, just lo- and it, you know, it's just interesting, Tony. All that has been since uh, Nick Sirianni after beating the Chiefs on Monday night. He did some sort of like suck it gesture and said something like yeah. just being real Nick Sirianni, which when you're winning, it's all fun and stuff. But he's very much like, 
I don't, I just still don't know. There's something about you and it could just be because there's an Eagle emblem, uh, logo on his <laughs> well, chest. That might be it. Yeah. That immediately but makes you an asshole. You ju- it just couldn't happen to a better program. You know, <laughs> yeah, Tony? No doubt. No doubt. And so that is one of the, you know, karma's a bitch, uh, you know, but uh, the, it, that's one of the biggest tanks I can remember in quite some time. I mean, the, they now can't stop anybody. They're deep. Nobody. Their secondary is ranked dead last in the NFL, in the NFL. And there are a lot of bad teams out there and they're dead last. They let the Arizona Cardinals come to Philly and beat them. And Philadelphia is the worst in the league at running the football. And I, it's unexplainable. They made some of the bet. We, we talked about it. They made a couple of really good in season trades to bolster that defensive line. And we're thinking, all right. Cowboys have screwed up now. They didn't go get anybody. And now Philadelphia's got these two big um, defensive tackles, but they're not stop, they're not doing the job. And so now Devontae Smith is banged up. And uh I, I don't know. They do not look right. They don't. And J- Jalen Hurts doesn't look mm-hmm. right. Uh, the defense, like as you mentioned, just does not look right. And I, it just I don't understand I, I don't understand if, unless it's just a Maybe those coordinators were more important than we thought because the Cardinals, that coach that went to the Cardinals, I can't even remember his name at the moment, but he was there, D.C., mm-hmm. and we kind of made fun of him because he had some funny quote at the beginning of the year when he was talking to his locker room about taking the bus or something. It was it seemed a little corny, but the Cardinals have been, ever since Kyler's been back and even before then when they beat the Cowboys, they've at least been frisky compared to a team we thought might go 0-0 for the year. They're bad, yeah. and they've been a little frisky, and then – can't say enough about Shane Steichen, the head coach that was the OC, but now at the Colts, he has the Colts looking for formidable, and their quarterback's been out for since week whatever it was, three or four. Yeah. So I wonder if it, it's tough whenever you lose two coordinators, but maybe they lost two really good coordinators. And and what is it, uh, Pat Patricia or isn't it Pat or whatever Matt, Patricia, Matt Patricia. The, Matt Patricia? Yeah, he's the defensive coordinator, and man, he just. His name, every t- everywhere he goes, something bad happens. It seems like ever since they won that Super Bowl in New England. Not, not that well. we would ever put the name of the Chiefs with the Eagles, but it's fi- kind of interesting how two programs that lost a premier coordinator are now not performing at the same level at which they did the year before. Uh, huh. It makes you wonder. Funny how that happens. Hmm. Huh? It just that that Eagles one, and then uh, or pops. Did you have anything else on the Eagles, or just yeah, they don't look right? No, no, I, yeah, they don't look right. <laughs> like you said, <laughs> not much. It couldn't happen to a, a nicer program. So I'm particularly why? It, uh, anyway, we'll talk about the other games. I, it, why? Why pops are you big on on the Rams? I want to get. I mean, I think you. I think you get some agreement here. But what, what's what's your thoughts on the Rams, and why are you kind of? In well, they, they've got a, a quarterback that has been in every situation, has won a Super Bowl. Uh, they got uh, a, maybe the best wide receiver in the game. I mean, the guy that said whatever the record Puka was Puka or Cooper Cup, which one? <laughs> and, I mean. and then they got Puka. They still got yeah. Puka. Uh, they got this Kyron Williams that came out of nowhere. And is, I think, Tony, uh, did and, you give him a nickname, Kyron, <laughs> Kyron Sledgehammer Williams? Sledgehammer Williams, yeah. yeah. And oh yeah, they they still got a guy named Aaron Donald. Uh, oh you know, yeah, that guy's maybe good. the best defensive player in the league on, on the on the defensive side. And they got Sean McVay, who is this just in a pretty damn good coach. Still? So um, yeah, still. What? So I, you know, and I think if you look, I don't have it right formidable. in front of me, but I think because a lot of these guys haven't been healthy at the same time. But when Stafford, Cup, Puka, 
and Kyron Williams are all on the field together, that offense, I think, is like number one or two in the NFL. I mean, they're just a really potent yeah. offense. And like you said, that defense, they're not crazy good, but that defense – and that's what I don't think anyone's saying they're the Super Bowl favorites, but boy, I don't want to play them in the in the wild card round. I'd like to stay away from a team that knows what it's like to win in the playoffs. You know, Tony, is that all? Do you just agree with all that? I mean, is there anything else that? No, I am. So I'll I'll just tell you, I made I made three uh, futures bets uh, this weekend. One was the Baltimore uh, Ravens uh, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the other one was for the Rams to win the NFC and the third was a Rams versus Ravens uh Super Bowl. Now you got to get juicy odds for Rams. Yeah, Ravens Super we'll Bowl. see. I'll think, yeah. drinks on me. Uh but um uh <laughs> but anyway, I I, I got it. Uh Seltzer, Malort Seltzer as a matter of fact. Um uh but uh they're playing really well and as you just said, they've got the guy with the most fun name and football right now to say puka nakua mm. and uh and so but defensively is where it's at right i, I it's certainly going to be this weekend san francisco game you know half of those guys are not playing and um so it'll be interesting to see what happens I, they're pretty much saying everybody on both teams yeah, are sitting, nobody I mean, cares gonna be uh because yeah because <laughs> it doesn't do anything for anybody right i mean both their That's seeds right. are locked in i think so. the rams drew the only thing the rams could do better is to be able to go play tampa bay but they get to go play the nfc east champion which that's great for them and um and so i i really like them they look they they are they are hitting their stride at just the right time and the, the pedigree of them, they're not going to be scared of it. Like they're, they're going to walk into it and go, whatever our records are, whatever. Like, yeah, we've, we've done it. So we yeah. try in one game playoff, we trust as long as we're healthy and they look healthy right now. Knock on some wood for that team. Yeah. I think the only thing that has happened that may be a problem for them is uh, Tyler Higby got hurt <laughs> this weekend. Um, and I'm not sure how mm. bad it was. And they depend upon him as a tight end, as a, as a, he's important to that offense. But one guy, nobody's saying it, Demarcus Robinson. Everybody remember Demarcus Robinson? I, yeah. Eight years in the league, and now he scored four out of the last five weeks. I don't think he scored this weekend, but um, had 100 yards receiving. This guy's come out of nowhere. When you've got three guys that are that can go for 100 yards and 10 catches, and, and they're all on your team, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. Was there – there's a few other NFL topics I want to touch on. Was there anything else from this past week? Pops or L that y'all wanted that any other games y'all caught your eye. I still think just while you're thinking about that, I still the the NFL does not. I, if they want to hire me, I don't. I'm not that expensive, <laughs> but we don't know what we're doing with the scheduling. Once again, they could have had a couple more games on Saturday or something, but instead they put like as many games as they possibly could right at mm-hmm. noon. And it, I just don't under I don't understand what they're doing. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And if, if they need someone, I, I, I'm just telling you, you could probably negotiate a decent Theory, price. Though, if they've got the only two work. games going on Saturday, each in their own distinct time, then uh, more people are watching those games so they can be more water cooler games as opposed to like, you know, you're in your Zoom meeting and you all saw different games in your market or something because, you know, nobody's buying. But the like they could have Saturday. I think there was just wasn't there just one game Saturday. It was just Cowboys line Saturday. Oh, night. this week. Yeah, I'm talking about next week, but you're right. So they could have done like this past yeah. week. They could have done what they did the week before with like a 12 game, a three game, which 
for and I'm sure there's a lot of significant others there who have uh, who have uh, who are married to or dating a NFL fan who are like, well, thank God yeah. they didn't take up another yeah. effing Saturday. Yeah. Right. But I, if you're the NFL, you could have probably taken up all day Saturday and all day Sunday because bowl season, besides these playoffs, the college football bowl season has been pretty terrible. So I bet a lot of people would have enjoyed to have a Saturday, Saturday full of NFL. Yeah. But I just think they fumble. The NFL, it doesn't matter what they do. That's a cash cow business anyway. So I, they're probably like, heaven, quit, keep your complaining. We're just going to keep bringing in billions upon billions of dollars. Yeah. So. Anybody, do y'all have any other games y'all want to touch on before we touch on a few other One topics? One quick like thing. Uh, David Tepper, who I think is the owner for the Carolina Panthers. He's trying to take over I, the Dan Snyder role. He, the worst he, that, I could not have said Same that way. better. He is absolutely <laughs> up for the Dan Snyder Dickhead Award. What happened? <laughs> I swear. Well, he... They, they've got him on video. I guess some fan in front of him kind of pissed him off. He's in his box, and he just tosses his water cup or whatever He's, his drink it was, is. It was an alcoholic a beverage. Drink, he tossed drink, whatever yeah. it was. His Toss it on him and then throws it away. But you can see kind of a guy get up like, who did that or whatever? And it's just like, if you're going to throw a – go down there and whoop his ass if that's what you and want I heard, to do. That's just I heard dumb. someone say, well, you don't know what the fan said to him. I was like, well, I think there's a cutoff. Once you're uh, like you're uh, worth more than like – Three billion. I don't. You can't you, be offended. You're just not just allowed to. Yeah. You have to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. Surely you've heard that crap before. At that point. Well, and get you him know? kicked out of the and stadium, right? Like, wouldn't he be able to just be like, problem, take this man. guy There's away so from many, here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we should. And you have real authority. Not you have only like that. Stadium not police. only that pops, but like also. David Tepper might be in the, the running for the worst trade ever. That tra- and Bryce Young may turn around, but that trade to trade up for Bryce Young and now the the Bears have the not only DJ Moore who looks like a legit receiver and the number one overall pick this year from the Panthers and the Panthers number two next year. Like that trade looks ridiculous, and he's also still paying. He's about to hire a new coach, and he's still paying two other ones because he's fired both coaches. God, mid-season. that sounds like the Broncos. <laughs> David Tepper. And he's willing to spend money, so like that's what you want from an owner. But man, he's he just seems like he's like, well, I, I tell you what, Dan Snyder was doing in D.C. It, what can I do to be that? Can I somehow maybe I can make the stadium a little worse and our grass worse so players get hurt on it? That's that's all I got to do. Next. Have to find some racial slur to tame, name the team after for Carolina. <laughs> did y'all uh, kind of shifting gears? But did did y'all see uh, the Jerry Jones uh, Jimmy Johnson thing at halftime? Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, you know, and, and and these guys, I mean, if they could have just parked their egos, there's no telling what they could have accomplished. But uh, I, I don't Well, that's why the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, because they cracked the Jimmy Johnson curse. Perhaps. It's lifted. I hope so. <laughs> but I thought that was a cool little ceremony, and I was really trying to listen, and I, I appreciated what both guys said, actually. I thought it was, uh, it was a pretty cool little deal. Yeah. It was fun to see Jimmy say, how about them Cowboys? You know, I, I, I agree. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I agree. It was fun. Well, I heard someone on a someone said Jimmy Johnson almost makes because you know a lot of people hate the Cowboys. So either love the Cowboys or hate them. And it was somebody a friend of mine who hates the Cowboys. And we're like Jimmy Johnson almost makes me want to pull for the Cowboys. Like like when he was down there on 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 halftime, I was kind of like, man, I kind of hope that team wins. And then they kicked off. I'm like, no, I hope they lose. <laughs> I, I, I run the lines. But just that, just almost. Um, speaking of, you know, LJ, Sean Payton's done a lot in, in his NFL career. He was a head coach, won a Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl. But I think maybe what the most impressive thing that that man has pulled off, at least as coaching goes, is 
making everyone turn and take Russell Wilson's side on something. Russell Wilson <laughs> was like the most shit on person in the NFL. And everyone is pro Russell Wilson because for to back it up just a little, because since we we hadn't been on in a couple of weeks, they benched Russell Wilson and it came out now that three weeks ago or four weeks ago after they beat the Texas or the Chiefs, sorry, they beat the Chiefs. They basically went to Russell Wilson and said, Hey, you need to restructure your contract because he has an injury guarantee where if he's injured by, I think on March, then he get guarantee it like flips a guarantee and he gets 37 million in his contract, which he has a big contract. There's going to be a lot of dead money for the Broncos regardless. But they said, if you don't change that, we're going to bench you. So they didn't say for your play. They're basically saying we're benching you for financial reasons. He said, F off y'all sign this deal. Like I'm not doing that. And then they went on to play three more weeks and Russell Wilson kept winning. And then they, they benched, benched him, him anyway. Jared Stidham. <laughs> they just said, Sean Payton benched him anyway. And now he could face legal action. Well, I mean, that's what I wanted to As ask. Do we know fan. that that is what was said or is that Russell Wilson saying that I'm just, that's Russell Wilson. Because if we can find out that that was said, then I'm pretty sure the, uh, the union is going to rip the Broncos. Well, so the NFLPA has already opened up an investigation because if, if there's any documentation, if, if that gets he proven, said, then, said, then I might be, I mean, it's going to be bad for Denver because you can't, that's what someone's like, what's wrong with benching someone? You can bench someone. But if, if that conversation was actually had, then they're clearly stating we're benching you for a, fi- a contractual mm-hmm. reason, not for play. And I, it just and it reeks. I, I want to also I, say too that like while I feel like if if everything is on the up and up and they're making you know and this I don't know it it is a business decision that might make some sense if you know this isn't your quarterback this isn't who you want to go forward with um, but you're gonna lose you're gonna lose the men on your team if you like if it doesn't matter whether you help or hurt the team we're making money decisions here it's just it's gonna be hard to get behind that team. Well, because the Raiders did this just last year with Derek right. Carr, where Derek Carr was going to get a guarantee if he was unable to pass a physical. Basically, if he rolled his ankle or tore his ACL in those last couple of games, then his guarantee locks in. You can't cut him because a lot of times NFL contracts have like, if you're cut by March 31st, then you don't roll over some of your guarantees. Right. And so the Raiders basically sent Derek Carr home and they just benched him. They didn't, there was no conversation, I think, about restructuring your deal or you'll get benched. So this happens in NFL. It's not that bad, but it just feels like from day one, Sean Payton kind of. Well, and you saw how hard they wanted how, to play for Josh McDaniels like. after that too, right? Like that's kind of my, that, that's my <laughs> whole point is like, it feels like whether this is an illegal thing they're doing or not, it feels like a bad person thing to do. Like it, it feels like you're going to lose the young players on that team. The talent on that team is going to want to go somewhere where they're more than just a price tag. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. It makes, it makes me not excited to be a Broncos fan. That's for sure. Pop, some of your thoughts, just seeing some of it in reaction. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, I don't know. I haven't formed my opinion yet. I will say that Sean Payton uh, certainly has been knocked down a peg in in some of I my. I mean, throughout this whole tenure with the Broncos so far, it seems like the, the way he's handled him. himself, uh, I don't like. And I'm not trying to all of a sudden be a Russell Wilson fan. I like Russell Wilson about as much as I always have. Um, he's but, fun to make fun uh, of, but he's a I, decent guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a decent guy. You know what? He's a decent quarterback. He's been a great if, player if, for if, a if he goes career, somewhere, yeah. you know what? He'll, he'll be a pretty decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think again. I think he reinvented himself a little bit this mm-hmm. year, uh, and and turned out to be a productive player. And and uh, Sean Payton, his uh, what is it IQ level or Q level or whatever is it's certainly been reduced. Um, I remember thinking I wanted him to be a Cowboys coach, and I you know I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would now. I don't like the way he's conducted himself, handled his business. 
Yep. Tony? You know, I'm I'm probably going to be opposite here. Of Good. The, Please help uh, me. I, I, you know, this, this is a business, man. You signed a contract. Whether we play, We're going to pay you. Whether we play you or we don't, doesn't make a difference. Uh, Russell didn't lose any money. Um, he's not going to lose any money than he would have lost if they're going to cut him in March. They're just guaranteeing that he's healthy. And so I, I don't know if they were in the playoff contention or they were in a playoff position, they wouldn't have done this. And since they weren't, they didn't. So he, well, they he, were. He, he if they would have. If they, I thought they were. It, I mean, I they, had they needed Kansas City minimal. to help them, but they they definitely minimal. now they're out. This week they're officially out. Now they're out. Last week yeah, they had a shot. Yeah, and so I, you know, um, I, I think that. Uh, so, so for me, I, it's it's a business as you knew it was coming, and because uh, uh, Russell is not Sean Payton's quarterback, he, he, we've known that. Mm-hmm. And if we talked, remember last year we talked about when Russell came in, there was all this stuff where Russell really wasn't winning over this locker room, and you know he had right. his own private plane, you know he had his own private uh, kitchen or whatever. He had mm-hmm. chef. He didn't eat with the Team players. Yeah. Da 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 da. And if you look and 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 you know it's like well Russell's just being Russell, and then you know it's interesting that we've been calling Aaron Rodgers the asshat. And and rightfully so, but um, yeah, he's you earned know he again. he's earned it. But you know, there's stories coming out now where he has stayed with the team the whole time mm-hmm. uh, through this Achilles tear, and 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 multiple players. Hey, he eats he eats lunch with somebody different every day. He talks to different people every day, and um, that's a quarterback. I don't know that Russell Wilson's doing that. So just because he gets benched, I'm not really sure that. They've lost the locker room because of that. I think Jarrett Stidham <laughs> is is you know, may have been uh, just fine, and maybe he runs the system better. But we knew that when they hired Sean Payton, we knew the Russell Wilson experiment was going to be over sooner rather than later. That's that's why. Well, I, and I can yeah. give you some, and you could say what you want about Russell Wilson, but we could. Me and LJ were talking about this. I could give you some blind blind resumes and just put up stats next to each other. And Russell Wilson's better than a lot of guys that you would say are unquestioned starters. Yeah. Yeah. In the well, this year he's Russell. had stats wise probably a top ten year of yeah. starting quarterbacks. He's had a better statistical year than Mahomes. I'm not, and no one's calling him better than right. Mahomes. That I want that yeah. very. Yeah, very I clear. don't disagree. I, I don't. It, it's a strange. If I were Sean Payton, I think I'd want to keep Russell Wilson because of the investment I have in it, and two that he, he can make some decisions. But apparently. Something well, must have happened in those first, those couple of weeks. You don't know if he checked out of something. You don't yeah. know if he overrode. So Peyton. we don't know. Something happened where Peyton said this is not going to work. So Tony, and this is uh, let me let me. Uh, oh, he just entered the room. Hold on, conspiracy. Kevin just got here, <laughs> and conspiracy. Kevin seems to. I, I drink, think from the jump, yeah. from the jump, Sean Payton did not want Russell Wilson to be his quarterback. He did not pay him. He did not trade for him. He didn't want him to be the quarterback. And so he, what he should have probably done is just from week one, go up. Oh, Jared Siddham has won the starting job and we're starting Jared Siddham. But I think maybe, maybe a little pressure from owners on, I mean, we need to t- kick the tires. Let's see what we got with Russell. You know, I want to see what he looks like with you. Maybe it was hacking. And I kind of, you just watch some of that. And LJ may know this better than me, but I feel like, from what I've seen from the Broncos a lot of this year, it feels like they run a dumb offense for a lot of the game. And then fourth quarter, Russell Wilson kind of plays a little backyard football and was winning some games for him. And it felt like a little bit of self-sabotage from Sean Payton trying to go, see, I told you this guy stinks. And Russell Wilson kept winning games. 
And so it made it harder and harder to bench him. That's why. Well, and I would I say, too, I just, to your point, uh, you really can't uh, start Stidham week one because you lose that 70 to 19 game against uh, Miami. You've got to put Russ in and then they go on a winning tear. I mean, you're that's Tebow yeah. mania all over again. He's your but I'm, So I'm pretty sure he's like, I'm going to start him, but we're going to start out. Oh, and four, you know, and it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And we're good. I can just bench him yeah, because that's he what he's hoping for. And, and then, then he was like, this, so then why not after like, that Dolphins it. game? Then you really have the excuse to be like, yeah, yeah we're done. I think we're done. he screwed up. Should have done it yeah. right then. Yeah. But yeah. then someone might have said it was because the defense gave up 70, which would have been a good yeah. argument. <laughs> but it would have been. <laughs> but I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like LJ. 70. Well, he gave they up started few, winning those games, you know, middle. Middle of the season, L, when you were saying maybe you're going to have to apologize and all this stuff when they were rattling off some wins. I'm pretty sure so Sean Payton was winning those games and he was going back and going to his office going, God dang it. We just won he a game. He was saying, Vance, I'm paying you to lose, not to win. And Vance figured it out. <laughs> we're trying to play to lose the game and we you keep play winning the game. The draft pick. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of draft picks, I want to get y'all's thoughts real quick. LJ, uh, maybe you've had you've heard some water cooler talk. So, Justin Fields has been playing pretty well for the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears are winning. They have the number one overall pick. I want to, just curious if you have thoughts on what they're going. We don't have to go like a thirty. I don't know. Discussion, what, I don't know what the team's curious. thinking, but I know what the fans are thinking, and the fans are thinking Fields is our guy. the The fans have bought in all of a sudden. It, we are all Fields all the time over here. I think there was a chant at, during yeah. the last game where the fans were saying, we want yep. fields, we want yep. fields. And I mean, Pops? I'm feeling that at Dunkin' oh. Donuts. I'm feeling that walking down the, at the train stop. Like, Wow, that uh, changes. I mean, that if that's true, then I mean, that's it. I would I, I don't, would don't uh, trust trade the houses him. to get it right, though. So, well, no, no question. But I would I would trade him for I think I've seen he could get maybe even a second round pick. Um, and they got the number one pick, and that guy at USC is supposed to be good. And that, that, that Penix guy looked pretty damn good to me. I mean, I think there's some quarterbacks out there. I haven't seen the other kid that they're uh, – Drake, I think somebody – May, Drake May at North Carolina. Yeah, I've not seen him play, but um, there's certainly some potential QBs So in if you draft. had to say, do you have a lean right now? If you were if, – if I put you as Bears GM, and I guess they don't have to make a decision right now, but do you lean one way or the other, Pops? I don't. I didn't watch enough okay. of him. I mean, I would I would have – I would think if I'm the GM, I would have a strong opinion one way or another. But no, I've not watched enough of him. Uncle Tony, what you got? What you think? They're keeping fields. Now they kept Eberflus, right? They say they're going to renew. Have they said yet for sure? It sounds like they they kind of gave him the vote. They kind of gave the vote of confidence, and they played better last few weeks. So let's be clear: Justin Fields is still a phenomenal athlete. Just getting, and you don't see those very often. He is a very rare combination of size and speed. And so I don't know that you would just trade that away. To me, you're looking at what can I get for the number one pick? The best number one pick in the last, they're saying, 10 years or eight years, I think, um, since that last quarterback Mm. class. And um, what could I get for that? Trade the pick and build around. Oh yeah, fields. Yeah, oh. you could trade the pick. Caleb, trade Caleb Williams to the New York Jets, or um, and just rape them. You know, you could take three first. Do, do what they did in Carolina. They <laughs> <laughs> just take Damn. everything from them, and and I think that that would be. Um, I, I think that that would be a pretty good uh, a pretty good deal. And so that's to me that's what I do because Chicago's they need a running back. 
and they're not that far off from it. And so I, I think that they could they could build a lot of linemen around Justin Fields. If well, and if they if they trade down to like four or five, if they could, then you all of a sudden have maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. on the table. You might have the best left tackle in the draft. Like so, there's a lot of things you could build there. I think the interesting thing pops is it's hard to to put into consider like you so. Fields is, if you keep him, he's about the time where you're going to have to pay Fields. Right. And Fields isn't going to get, you know, Joe Burrow money, but you, we saw what Daniel Jones even got. If you're if you're a franchise quarterback, it's a pretty hefty contract regardless. And if you take Caleb Williams, you get the rookie contract. You get a rookie quarterback on his first deal. So four years, not too bad. So that's, I think, what's really hard for him. you got to figure out, if, if, if you don't love – Caleb Williams, and I say you stick stick with Fields. But I, I, Fields has shown enough in these last few games. He might be a legit, legit quarterback because it's hard. Those first – and LJ probably knows this better than anyone being in Chicago, but he hadn't been necessarily just set up with the greatest mm-hmm. uh, tools for success and up until this year. Like the coordinator changes every year. Receivers aren't very good. He doesn't get any blocking. And he seems like he's running for his life a lot. But I, I think if you're – and that's what I just was curious what we had just any, if anybody had like, this is what we should do right now. But if you're the Bears, you basically you got to explore. All, you, you ask everybody what they would trade for the first overall pick. You ask everybody what they would trade for Justin Fields. And you just got to figure out what's the best offer, because I think it's truly a tough decision to make. It, either one's going to be pretty solid. Is his contract up this year? I mean, they, uh, they, they could accept the, the year option, option or whatever. They could have the fifth year option where he gets like. 26 and I bet he is going to want like 30 a year or something. If I was him, I would do a fifth year option though, you know, maybe plug it up a little bit, but I would not sign him to a long-term contract at this point. Yeah. And I think maybe he would take a fifth year option and not hold out. I think he would go, okay. Cause he could theoretically, if they take that option and get him some better weapons, let him have a huge year next year. Mm -hmm. And now he can hold him, just hold the back. Like he can do what Kirk Cousins said and basically like, Y'all are going to give me a fully guaranteed contract now because I'm that damn good. So I it'll be very interesting. I mean, they made a great trade in getting that pick and having Justin Fields look this good. So maybe they figured it out. But uh, I'm very interested to see what they end up what they end up doing with that pick. Oh, I've had it. I can't remember it. I hadn't explained it to Kevin. We hadn't no, had I've been listening to I had one. And it was it was a good one too. And I don't. Don't know. I gotta start pulling a possum. I start yeah, right in that front pocket. Things down. Hey, yeah, I mean he's got to learn right now. Too. Number number two. Because I had a bougie a problem too. Pad man, I, that'll take you a long ways in life. Do you know this is interesting? I found this interesting. Maybe no one else was. Do you, LJ? Do you know who the president of Ticonderoga is? That's the company that makes. No, the I, best yeah, I know who Ticonderoga is, but no, I don't know who the president is. Lee Corso of College no. Game Day. What? Yes. Lee yeah. Corso makes the best Lee. damn pencils you can buy in a grocery store. Lee Corso? And apparently he's like, let me pull it up. Lee Corso serves as the director of business development for Dixon Ticonderoga. And apparently has for a long time. And as we just mentioned, it's unquestionably the best pencil on the market. I mean, so I, I will say there are there are better pencils, but not that you can buy it at, at a Office Depot. Yeah, absolutely. Between what the what the Ticonderoga does as far as writing and the erasing, oh, the erasing. It erases it's well, and that's absolutely. And they sharpen well. Do not forget they sharpen. You didn't well. know you came here. That's, you didn't know you came here to understand where the best pencil is. <laughs> but if you needed to know, that's, it's Ticonderoga. And thank you, right Lee Corso of all people. 
Yeah, that's why people dial into this podcast yeah. right there. Pencil recommendation. That, that kind, of the kind of information that's what you, you can't get anywhere else, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Right there. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the explain it to Kevin hits me while I, while we before we wrap up. <laughs> but we're about to wrap up. Pops, do you have any bleach? I saw your notes. Well, there. I, I have you? a question. I, I certainly have a question. I was at Sam's, and interesting. You talk about the Ticonderoga pencils. I was looking in the office supply. Uh, stuff, you know, and, and actually looking for some stocking stuffers. Some of you may or may not have gotten something from the Sam's business section in your stockings. Uh, Kevin's left his here, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, he left his really nice big gel pen here. But what's interesting at Sam's is they have these floor sweeper machines that obviously are kind of like a self-driven car. They're like the uh, Waymo car or whatever, right? But what you don't know, you're kind of watching this thing. Is this just? It's got a seat on it. It's it, it did did it just lose its driver? Is it run amok, <laughs> or is it is it really you know sensing me and remote control? It's kind of scary. It was I was I was very nervous for a minute. I stood very still. It did seem to see people and stop and adjust. But I really thought that maybe the driver had fallen off or taken a break and. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't come back and this thing was just run amok and I was very nervous. Well, I've got a I've got a little nervous. bougie problem. Um and okay. this is actually like not to well, I'm grateful. Um but uh so I flew down south for the holidays and then I'd fly back up north. And uh my my pops, this guy on the podcast gives great thoughtful gifts that uh you wouldn't normally buy for yourself but you really need. So I ended up with uh a oh, long, no, I feel like I know a long black coat, two pairs of scissors and zip ties that I need to figure out whether I'm taking on an airplane or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew where this was going when he started. I was like, oh, I see. I see. Hey, you, everybody needs a good yeah, pair of scissors the at their airport. home. <laughs> well, did you get to no, take them? I don't even know. Right now, so. Wait, is there, are y'all like a family of like stalkers or something or do y'all work for I'm like just saying, a, if you've, if you've undercover never like, investigation sat around with some zip ties and what? like find the zip tie in your uh in your extra drawer and realize you that was the perfect thing for the job you're doing right now then you need to have some zip ties ready you can never have too many zip ties. Wait a minute. Never. Wait a minute. He gave you a long black coat, a pair of scissors, and zip ties. Well, I do live in Chicago. The coat <laughs> makes a lot of sense. The the scissors. You need zip ties and scissors. Just, These are good gifts, but yeah, I'm not getting on an airplane with them. Uh, you just described every CSI SVU episode I've ever watched. There was also a hacksaw, <laughs> some duct tape, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lock. There was a sewer snake in one of them. I put a, I put a, a toilet snake in one of the stockings. Hey, you need yeah, one you of do. those. I'm you just do. telling you, they come you in do. handy. Excuse oh, me, sir. Can you tell me why you've got a pair of scissors and zip ties <laughs> in your long black coat and ski mask? <laughs> and please take off your gloves. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to Chicago. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Oh, Lutheringer, get on the get on the plane. You're fine. Get on the plane. We saw that guy last year. Get on the plane. <laughs> But but oh, thank man. you. I really do appreciate them. I just can't enjoy them yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> the zip ties you could you could take the zip ties. Well, you? I was I was afraid of the optics. I was afraid of the optics. <laughs> There's sir. Why do you have fifty zip ties in your bag? <laughs> Y'all are all. I mean, seriously, you can't take zip ties on a plane. I thought it was funnier to to leave them and make that joke. Honestly, you're, 
got 50s of ties. You're all coming home with me. <laughs> well, I might lose a few on the ride, but. <laughs> Let me show you something. No, I brought the tape measure. I've got the tape measure here. Okay, I was going to say, I wonder if you took yeah. the tape measure. Tape measures are handy yeah, and as that hell. wasn't I'm as funny as the zip ties, so I did feel like that was worth making sure I held on to. <laughs> yes, I didn't um, give you the garden snake, or the toilet snake. I guess a bougie problem I have uh, just hit me, in this because I learned about it today, but I, for those who don't know, work for a television company. That television company is affiliate of CBS, CBS is hosting the Super Bowl this year, and I work on the 10 p.m. show, which will be on the air when the Super Bowl ends on Sunday. So I was letting know, me and the entire 10 10 p.m. team, Monday through Friday, were letting known, hey, so we're so pumped about Super Bowl Sunday, we're all going to work on Sunday Uh. night and have that huge overflow of audience and have a great show. So... I'm not totally crapping on work here because they're probably going to—they're going to order us a bunch of food. We're going to have pizza. We're still going to have a little bit of Super Bowl party, but I will be working on Super Bowl a Sunday. Sober not Super Bowl. A sober, a sober Super Bowl for Kevin. I, what is I might that have a drink like? when it ends. I might have a drink when it ends, but or after our 10 yeah, p.m. right when it ends. ends. But, yeah. So I don't have to cook the beanie weenies and and um, pigs in a blanket for you. Well, I, I well, yeah, not for me. I was about to say you might still need to cook them because it is still Super Bowl Sunday. I, I imagine a Super Bowl Sunday at the Greens starts with a Bloody Mary with a, a beef stick inside of it and ends with a bunch of food throughout the day and some good good grilled meat. So absolutely. Uh, but as I was hearing it, I was just I was tasting the Tony Green, uh, the Bloody Mary that I'm yeah. not going to get to have Sorry. on Super Bowl Sunday. Who knows? You might have a visitor in the parking lot or something. <laughs> pulls up with some zip ties and a zip black ties and a black coat <laughs> with a pair of scissors. Hey, cut the bee stick with this, man. You're gonna be good. Speaking of Uncle Tony's drinks, I saw one in your hand. Was it this week you told us you had a specially prepared drink? I have two specially. I'm prepared worried. Two empty drinks. I, looks I like. have a feeling where he might be going with their specially so, prepared drinks. Yeah, so I have to see specially too. prepared drinks. It's tonight. the end of the pot, so we can cut them off Slovakia if we have to. Because I Get have one for each fantasy football championship that I won this year. All right, you got Not ten one, seconds. Two. So uh, ten. Easy, easy. It it only comes along once every 30 years. So you got to give me this. So the first drink was um, the champagne. Well, at least the people can cut off. I'll add what time you skip to if you want to get through the fancy football talk. I don't want to know this one. I want so much. So the first drink was the millionaire cocktail. And I've had that before. I had it last year when I won the fantasy football championship. But this time, the millionaire cocktail is for. The uh, PB League Championship, a little bit more money there, but the Millionaire Cocktail is a cocktail that's been around for several years since Prohibition. Once it comes, it's kind of the catch-all drink. They call it a Millionaire Cocktail because it's got bourbon, it's got Grand Marnay, it's got an egg white, it's got um, absinthe. That's why I came on the pod talking about egg white. Egg white, (laughs) and you you sprinkle the top with a little bit of uh, nutmeg. It's uh, a nutmeg on the top it's a very tasty drink i recommend it highly for anyone but the millionaire cocktail because we we took that million dollars from however from the for the people out there if you have some uh, an, uh like something you're scheduled to do at a certain time maybe not make that drink no. before that podcast or whatever no. it might run 11 minutes longer than you think it will. 
No. Yes, Plus, right. cleanup's going to take another three or four. So, egg whites can be a bitch. I'll just tell you that. You, if you can get them before it, oh, you, you need to. Egg whites can be a That's bitch. That's the episode title. Them, There's yeah. your episode title. <laughs> you, People are going to click like, what? Best, but egg whites can be a bitch. The second one <laughs> is a champagne cocktail. And it's not just champagne, it's a champagne cocktail. And most people don't know there's a champagne cocktail. So, champagne cocktail <laughs> is a sugar cube that's been soaked in Angostura bitters. Champagne to the top. I used a I used a um, coupe glass. You can use a flute as well with a twist of lemon, uh, and then you pour the champagne to the top. That's a champagne cocktail. If you watch Casablanca, you'll watch them order a champagne cocktail. A little different. This one though is for the Razorback Fantasy Football League. Uh, Uncle Tony, the Bonehammers, just became only the second team in a 32 year history to be a five time winner. So five times we've won that championship, tying our good friend Bobby Hubbard. Uh, and the first time, and this is what's interesting, I really am kind of proud of this, so all kidding aside, we've been <laughs> playing for 32 years, and it's been 30 years since someone went back-to-back. -back. And so 2022-2023, the Bonehammers, back-to-back -back winners. Uh, here, Here's to the Bonehammers and all the folks in Razorback Fantasy Football League. Champagne cocktail. Very nice. And – Pops, just for the for the people at home, and they've probably already figured this out if they've made it to this part on the podcast, but <laughs> what kind of drink do you make if you're going to listen to Tony talk about his fantasy football team? Is it just whiskey, whiskey straight, strong, double shot? Whiskey straight, whiskey neat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't say anything about my Lamar Jackson jersey I've got on. <laughs> my quarterback. I think that's why I think I saw earlier, LJ, that Pops was drinking a whiskey drink. I think he knew yep. this might happen, so he wanted to go ahead and <laughs> – yep. Yeah, I think you hey, need a refill. Get one for me. I think you need a refill. Uh, old, if you're if you're at hey, this goes out to all of our podcast listeners. If you're at Oaklawn Park on uh, Thursday, March sixth or seventh, I think it is that Thursday, second Thursday of March, you come to the lobby bar and I'll buy you an old fashioned. Oh my God, what? we're gonna have a sweet. There's a Swedish yeah. convention there, Tony. <laughs> I don't think you knew that. It's all right. I'm, I'm good. That would be hilarious if there's just a ton of people who are like, you come up to hey, me I'm say, a hey, JPP listener. Hey, JPP pod. You know what, Pops? I kind of want to go and just be around their corner and be like, there's a free old fashioned if you just say you listen oh, no, to the I Just Chris Blake podcast. And have these random ass people. That is good. That's funny, Cal. You get an old fashioned. Tony gets get drunk because he drinks an old fashioned with like 15 people back That's to back funny. to back to back to back. We need to get the cast of Letter King up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, bud. Uh, <laughs> it's like lit, all you have. They're gonna think it's a joke. So all you have to do is go say, "Hey, Uncle Tony, lit, fan of the JPP bod, where's our old yep. fashioned?" And there you go. There you go. So there you go. He might have some zip ties, but don't worry about them. <laughs> it's worth the ferry across the North Atlantic. Come on, please, come on. <laughs> All right, I think that does it for another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Next week, playoffs start. Playoffs! Start in the NFL. We'll be here to get you all set up. Guys, peace out. I'll throw in uh, for the listeners. Uh, I'm just going to uh, make a pick for uh, Lock of the Week that, since we didn't do it this week. There's, oh, just, wow. uh, there's one game that matters to both teams no matter what happens. And uh, so that's going to be the Texans and the Colts. And so I'm going to take the Texans minus one and a half. Winner gets into the playoffs. There you go. You heard it. From it gives the you a reason. There's one game that matters on Saturday night.
I, I, I know. Uh, oh, go ahead. Tell you me. want parlay and take the Saints minus three against those lowly Falcons. Okay. I do. Um, for anyone out there that likes to look at a final week of the year, what kind of players are close to hitting incentive, and maybe they want to do a prop bet on it. I know we just got. I know we just got cut, and you might be joining a new team. But if Dalvin Cook can get one thousand yards this week, then he reaches his contract oh, incentive. Put it down. <laughs> So I'm just saying, you might, he, he needs a thousand, so you might go look at his carries prop and rushing yard props for week 18. And see yeah, because he's probably going to need like a, what, a, a 1.5 thousand uh, carries. Yeah, yeah. he might need around 200 carries. He just got released. Yeah, just got yeah released. so whatever team he gets to, he just needs a thousand yards, you know. And probably be the Cowboys. <laughs> Um, yeah, you ought to go to the Cowboys. That's exactly yeah, where you know. Here is the thing: you parlay him with Antonio Gibson, a hundred or more carries, because that's what he needs to catch Brian Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what did I win for that, Tony? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. You can get two old fashions. <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna get one for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get three. You get three old fashions. Three. <laughs> All right, y'all. That'll be it for the JPP. Right, <laughs> Kevin, right, hey, right. keep up with me during the playoffs, Kevin. If you're in town, if you're okay. in Little Rock, if you want to come over and watch the playoff games, let me know. We'll, we should be I probably ready. will, but the old lady usually, but she works on Sunday, so I'll probably be free. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a bougie problem. Old lady, got an old lady here, maybe an old lady yeah. over there. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tony's like, I'm not in the loop with anybody. I got, I got, you know, people coming to work with me. They're these nice young ladies and nice people. And I'm like, I should introduce them. I said, no, I don't think you do that. I'm well, sorry, you know what? You've had years. You've had years to introduce these people. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations and condolences to you. <laughs>
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.